So another piece um, of the puzzle that's kind of been playing itself out, if you will, these last couple of weeks is that I have been resetting certain things. So I realized, I don't know if I talked about this in my last episode because it's been a while, but I realized that I have not been, I've kind of been the girl who has set up, um, who have who has set up like a blanket in a beautiful park and brought charcuterie snacks with her and um just just relaxing and enjoying the views and letting life pass her by and kind of saying well I deserve this I deserve to rest I deserve to relax but the problem with that is if you you know outstay your welcome um you become so comfortable and you don't get to participate in life anymore. So recently I realized that I kind of have been a little bit too relaxed. (laughs) I haven't really put too much hustle in, if you will. And in resetting everything and just re-envisioning everything, I've realized that I've needed to participate more in life and not just allow things to kind of pass me by. Now, the reason why I also was running from that part of me is because I am notorious for overly working myself and overly extending myself and overly concerning myself with things that I have no business, no business whatsoever, participating, worrying about, stressing about, thinking about, whatever, whatever. So the fear of that has led me to back completely off. Now, it doesn't mean that I've been lazy. It just means that I haven't been going, walking towards those goals. I've kind of just been, you know, doing a, a, a double eight or, you know, an L shape here and there. I really haven't, you know, had a rhyme or reason. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that now the other side of me that is anxious towards reaching those goals are kind of like, I need you to get on board. Otherwise I can't do this without you. So it's about cooperating. It's about collectively feeling like this is um, something that's going to benefit all of us. This is something that we all should be focused or cared up caring about. And so that's something that I'm really working towards, you know, realigning. And that's where adjusted designs comes from. Um, you know, I have loved interior design, architecture, all that sort of stuff for, I can't tell you how long I remember it as a part of my childhood. I remember as a kid um, in in um, in elementary school, actually, where I would design homes with paper, just regular line ruled paper, and I would cut them. I would cut the walls out. I would I wouldn't do a roof because I realized the roof wouldn't stay. But I would do the front door. I would do the lawn. I would draw it out in pen or pencil or whatever. But I would do layouts. I would do blueprints, really, of different homes. And I love that. I loved it because I would either have like glue or tape and I knew I learned how to cut um, walls where I didn't necessarily have to cut them in pieces. They could stand up on their own. And I would say like, this is going to be this. And those are memories that were unlocked through this kind of like, hey, let's invite this, this, you know, younger version of me into the room, into your home, into your life um, that I, I, I was able to revisit. And I remember vividly like, the paper and how much paper I would go through and the scissors and just cutting in angles to make sure that the, you know, the creases were right. And you would cut it. Like, I remember all of those sort of things. And so there's been a thread of this throughout my life. And I've always gravitated towards, you know, enjoying, um, 
enjoying that, that part and enjoying that, that relationship with, in, you know, interior design. And so I've realized also in the last three years or so, I've been able to express my form of design and really finally have something where, you know, I could enjoy design from a different perspective where I'm participating in it. So there's been a a key thread of just interior design and to live this out and to participate at. So in the background, I've done carpentry projects. I've done um, just design, redesign um, of my home. Um, Basically all the spaces, both both interior and exterior. And it's truly been um, a labor of love to experience this. And one of the things that also shined out to me was that a lot of the people or it's usually females that I connect with are doing very similar things, whether it be redesign, design, carpentry, um, re-envisioning their space, their lives um, through food, through so many different things. And as I started to collect when I was kind of doing my vision board, if you will, or my inspo board for the business, I was pulling from all of them to their strength. It was it was interesting because I think when you want to step out on an endeavor, especially when you don't have the context of like people around you have done it or whatever, there are other external factors that may come into play that you don't realize contribute to your decision um, to pursue something. And it's important to just recognize those pieces and how valuable they were for you as far as an escapism or an outlet or um, inspiration or motivation to continue. And what kind of catapulted me to kind of just take this risk was the fact that I saw one of them purchasing a home. And that's something that I've talked about before, but um, I've been pursuing that that goal for over 10 years at this point um, <clears throat> of wanting to purchase a home, having my own home, my forever home, if you will. And it's one of those things that I've I've always aspired to do and seeing that for her after, um, you know, everything she's been through and she's trying to do in her shift in just her life. Um, I just felt I, I connected with her. I definitely felt that same sense of just release that she felt of like, this is ours. This is, this is, you know, she has someone she's been with for many years and this is a big deal. And I realized like, I got to get off of this couch, not maybe not literally, but I got to participate in my life in different ways to be able to get to that journey. And, um, it just made me feel one of those things of like, if she can do it, I can do it. And I realized how many times I've had interaction points of just different people who have motivated me, inspired me and how much I have to offer as well too, because I've taken chances in designing a life that I really, really enjoy and really like. And I couldn't have done it without these individuals kind of in my ear or at my, you know, having access to them. And th- the synergies that are going on in my life and other people's lives are major right now where there's just so many pieces that I feel like I have no choice but to participate. Like the boat is moving. (laughs) You better get on it. So I'm so grateful for it because I am listening to my needs, whether it be more girl talk or more, you know, me time or more, um, growth, opportunities. I'm definitely listening to those kind of callings, if you will. And, um, I'm not forsaking God's messaging for me because I realize of how much he is, um, he's working on me and also how much he's using his message through me. So there's been times where I've been like, God, 
I know you want me to do this, but I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it. And he's, he's literally nagged me. Like he has made it a common thread for me throughout so many different things in life. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I end up caving and doing it. But it's, it's been such an enlightening experience to be a part of that, um, that opportunity to act as one of his angels, if you will, for other people, for myself. Um, and I can't thank him enough for being so invested and indebted. I'm, I'm forever indebted in him. Um, and I pray that this year I'm able to align myself with larger goals. Um, I was recently featured in a magazine, um, Cora Gables magazine, and I have a full page um, photo of myself in the magazine. Um, I'm, if I can get the link, I'll probably post it for you guys, but it's the first time I've ever been featured in a magazine. I've been in a book before, but it wasn't solo. It was with, um, my counterparts at my, my, um, my job, but, um, it was so, I had a photo shoot done and everything. It's just so, how to explain it. It's, it's, unexpected love being shined on me that I cannot, I can't explain how humbling and how beautiful that feels. Um, you know, I am evolving every single day and I'm faced with different, um, experiences every single day that have caused me to evolve more and more. And my sister said it to me um, the other day. She was like, you are set out to show, give, you know, inspire people to keep trying. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with her anymore because I've shifted myself from being that person who was carrying the weight that other people didn't want to carry because I realized how taxing, and that's a part of the burnout, um, to being that person who is inspiring and hopefully you know, encouraging everyone else to try and not to give up and not to let go of their dreams or their wants or their desires. And that alone is so exciting, exciting when it comes to rooting for people. Like I don't just do this on this, this platform. I do this in real life. And that's not something I'm ashamed to say. And it's something I'm very humble to say, you know, even being featured is such a, like a, I was not expecting that. I was not asking for that, but it's an affirmation because I too struggle with, you know, imposter syndrome or doubts about whether or not I'm good enough to participate in the different things that I've set myself up for as far as goals and opportunities. And I question myself to say like, "Mm, are you good enough? Does it make sense? Is this where you belong? Do you know what you're doing? Like all of those sort of things. And I don't take those things for granted, you know, when I do have those opportunities, I'm extremely humbled by it because it's a dream that I didn't know was a dream or an opportunity that I didn't know was opportunity, but I know the pedestal that God is putting me on because he wants me to continue to spread my, my light. And all of us have a light. That's one thing that I want to be very clear about. Now, if we invest in that light, if we maintain that light, if we manage that light, if we see that light, we're able to shine it on other people, which is, are able to create a brighter, a positive, um, a more loving arena, a more loving space. And that's something I'm not willing to take for granted. 
you know, that's not something I'm willing to ignore or act as if it doesn't exist because it's very important to me to be in that arena, be in that space. And I just pray that, um, you know, everyone considers how powerful and how beautiful they truly are. Men, women, whatever you define yourself as or don't define yourself define yourself as you are beautiful you are gorgeous you are immaculate you are phenomenal you are gr- like grand you are an expression of love and i truly mean that and i i am grateful that you are even considering spending this time with me because once again it's very precious and valuable and anyone anyone who decides to do the same with you. I hope that you recognize that. And I hope you believe in that. And I hope you operate from that space. And even if you fall short, understand that the underlying causes of that may not always be your fault. But the fact that you are accountable and the fact that you are aware of this thread of who you are and who you're evolving and trying to be is more important than anything else that you keep trying. You keep trying because I'm rooting for you. I am screaming from the top of my lungs that I want you to win. And sometimes when I get on this mic, I get so passionate about it. And I get so, like, I feel like I'm talking to you in person where I'm like, listen, this is how I talk to people in person for real. I'm like, listen, you're going to do this. There's no way around it. You're doing a phenomenal job already. I believe in you. I love you. I want you to win. I can't wait for you to win. You're going to win. You're winning already by even shifting your energy to this open opportunistic, vulnerable state. The bravery that it takes to be able to show up for your dreams is something to be counted for. Do not discount that. It's one thing to dream. It's one thing to draw it out. It's one thing to envision it, but it's another thing to get in your car, to rearrange your life, to really manifest, to really sit in that, to really expose yourself to being known, networking, Googling, searching, putting your name on an email address, whatever it may be. It's so important. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of credit. And I don't take that for granted. And I don't think that's invaluable. Um, I am definitely trying to make sure I am responsible with my time. And, you know, building this new website, adjusteddesigns.card.co has been a new endeavor, a new experience, taking the photos, you know, having a product-based content again has been really interesting for me. And I'm trying to shift my brain to include, you know, adjusted designs into my, into my life. Cause that's really what it is. Um, I put, you know, so there's different things I've done for the new year. One of those things, and I highly recommend it, is limiting the things that don't serve you. So the, the, this, you know, what I always say is, you know, feed your focus, starve your distractions. That was kind of like a big, big theme for me in starting this whole thing out of just even this, this, this concept of everything in me. Um, I need to, you know, feed my focus. This is my focus. This is my come together, Zen time, formulate my thoughts, turn them into words, communicate them, you know, all that sort of stuff. I can't tell you the amount of ahas I've had sitting here behind a mic. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's been a, a big theme where I've decided to, 
use, you know, technology really to keep me away from it. So I have an alarm where basically, or a feature where it shuts down all of my apps, you know, it creates a time limit at eight o'clock. That's it. If I want to get to my apps, they're kind of like, there's almost like a gate, if you will, behind them now. And to get to them, I can, but it's, it's that barrier has made a huge difference in how much I reach for my phone, how much I interact with my phone. And if I do is usually business related or self-care related instead of just mindless watering or just kind of like grazing through or rechecking. Cause I would catch myself rechecking the same thing every couple of minutes and nothing was really changing. And my behaviors were leaning toward a codependency versus like, I'm using you as a tool. And so that then triggered how I don't feel like I have enough time to do things that I want to do. I shifted to journaling, which I don't usually do. And I don't think I'm going to gravitate to it 100%, but being able to write letters to God or a letter of gratitude or organize my life or brainstorm about new ideas and stuff like that. That's all a part of the process. And I think when you're trying to start something, or even when you're working on yourself, there's so many things that don't get, don't get brought to light because they're a part of like your playground of learning and understanding. And sometimes I hold on to those things. And sometimes I'm like, um, it's not really serving a purpose because it's not the final product that I've evolved into, but it's a great storyteller as far as where you started and where your mind was in order to get to this actual final resting place. And so it's so important that you, you know, invest into those moments because you don't always have a business overnight. Sometimes it's really these small little moments. Like I said, it's been years of me fantasizing, thinking about dreaming and, and loving, you know, being a, a avid, um, person who has been on the sideline, if you will. But it is until now where I want to participate by any means necessary. Cause I feel like it's so cool. And I feel like it's an awesome opportunity and there's so much to come of it. So hopefully so, um, you all will find value in this episode of where I'm at, where I'm headed, what I'm work is working on. I definitely want to integrate everything in me into just something that continues to stay consistent. It's a heartbeat, if you will. Um, and Fridays may or may not be always a Friday. Maybe be better for me to do things on the weekends as far as recording. I, I will figure it out and I will let you guys know, but, um, there's a lot more that's kind of happening in the background now and I'm happy and I'm excited about them. And, you know, I'm feeling childlike more and more and I'm enjoying her and I'm getting to know her and relive certain things in from a different perspective. And I think that's something that you don't always think about. So a lot of times things in our childhood can be really painful because of the simple fact that when we experience them, they almost immaturity or the lack of strength that we carried as a child because we were mostly protected um, is how we experience those feelings. As we get older and we've come through different things, lean on that strength to be able to revisit those experiences without feeling the same type of pain, um, a more mature level or a more manageable sense of pain. It doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away. It just means that the destructiveness that it once had may not be as destructive, but it is uncomfortable and vulnerable. But it's important for you to recognize those things because there are... um, effects that happen after the fact that may um, lead us into making choices or, you know, participating in certain things that are are continuously like touching the wound. Um, It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of guts. 
Um, but it's, it's very beneficial, very therapeutic to navigate through. And I just, like I said, I just pray that everyone considers that and, and recognizes that and, um, you know, chooses to participate and walk through that at certain points of their life because it's so beneficial and it can really, you know, change your life, you know, if you do so. And one thing that I just want to say before I kind of sign off is that, um, through this book, um, what happened to you by Oprah and Dr. Perry phenomenal book. If I haven't said it already, I can't remember if I, I think I was starting it, but I finished it. I definitely am going to reread it again because it talks about the scientific, um, neurological relationship of trauma and the brain. And that's so important. And just a highlight of it is that, you know, the brain does not process time the way that you do when you're rational. So there may be triggers that you have and they're triggers because your brain recognizes this event happened before and it's connecting the dots, but it doesn't connect the time that has passed between those types of events. So it feels overwhelming all over again. It clumps it together. It is the rational side of our brain that really comes down and it's like, hold on, that was 10 years ago though you're different now. So it brings in all that other worldly experience. Um, so that's why a lot of times when you experience certain things, it feels like I'm five all over again, or I'm three all over again, because your brain is not processing the time that has come in between and the experience level that's coming between. So keep that in mind. Another thing that I found out about the brain is that there are different parts of us that mature at different rates. Our emotional, um, you know, emotional, um, age is different than like our social age, social age. And so there are different things that will stimulate growth or maturity within that, that won't in other areas. And so I found that to be so enlightening because a lot of times, sometimes those females will say like, you know, you got a man, but they act like a kid. They very much could have a 10 year old sense of maturity level with certain areas of their life and a 40 year old with some another area. And so learning that about yourself, that's actually something I would love to explore and understand, like, what are my levels or, you know, because that helps me understand. It gives me grace for other people and compassion with other people because I can recognize like the limitations that they have or the challenges that they face and address them and deal with them a little bit differently because I know that they don't have the full context of everything. Um, but overall, a, a very enlightening book, and it's definitely shaped how I look at myself, how I look at the brain, how I look at other people, and um, how I review and have conversations with the younger version of me. And I'm so grateful that I decided to read that and learn about it. And so I'm getting through right now um, Spare by Prince, Han Prince um, Harry, and it's... Oh, it's almost so comforting. It's it's cringy at certain points. It's really hard. Um, but it's it's something about reading other people's lives and about the brain and about psychology that helps me heal. And that's really where it's at. And healing, you know, as I've come to learn, is not um a 45 minute conversation with your therapist. It it can be like a two-second interaction where you again you're reshifting your previous thought bubble into something that's more constructive and something that's more, um, beneficial healing X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I know this was a longer episode than I usually do, but it's a lot to un unpack and, and to share with you all. And I just thank you all for rocking with me for those of you who have, and, you know, continue to stay in touch, continue to 
be right around the corner because I, I, I deeply, deeply appreciate it. If you haven't already, check out my other episodes and check out everything in me, IG and adjusted designs, IG or adjusted designs.card. That's C-A-R-R-D.co. Later. So another piece um, of the puzzle that's kind of been playing itself out, if you will, these last couple of weeks is that I have been resetting certain things. So I realized, I don't know if I talked about this in my last episode because it's been a while, but I realized that I have not been, I've kind of been the girl who has set up, um, who have, who has set up like a blanket in a beautiful park and brought charcuterie snacks with her and, um, just, just relaxing and enjoying the views and letting life pass her by and kind of saying, well, I deserve this. I deserve to rest. I deserve to relax. But the problem with that is if you, you know, outstay your welcome, um, you become so comfortable and you don't get to participate in life anymore. So recently I realized that I kind of have been a little bit too relaxed. (laughs) I haven't really put too much hustle in, if you will. And in resetting everything and just re-envisioning everything, I've realized that I've needed to participate more in life and not just allow things to kind of pass me by. Now, the reason why I also was running from that part of me is because I am notorious for overly working myself and overly extending myself and overly concerning myself with things that I have no business, no business whatsoever, participating, worrying about, stressing about, thinking about whatever, whatever. So the fear of that has led me to back completely off. Now, it doesn't mean that I've been lazy. It just means that I haven't been going, walking towards those goals. I've kind of just been, you know, doing a, a, a double eight or, you know, an L shape here and there. I really haven't, you know, had a rhyme or reason. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that now the other side of me that is anxious towards reaching those goals are kind of like, I need you to get on board. Otherwise I can't do this without you. So it's about cooperating. It's about collectively feeling like this is um, something that's going to benefit all of us. This is something that we all should be focused or cared up caring about. And so that's something that I'm really working towards, you know, realigning. And that's where Adjusted Designs comes from. Um, You know, I have loved interior design, architecture, all that sort of stuff for, I can't tell you how long I remember it as a part of my childhood. I remember as a kid um, in in um, in elementary school, actually, where I would design homes with paper, just regular line ruled paper, and I would cut them. I would cut the walls out. I would I wouldn't do a roof because I realized the roof wouldn't stay. But I would do the front door. I would do the lawn. I would draw it out in pen or pencil or whatever. But I would do layouts. I would do blueprints really of different homes. And I love that. I loved it because I would either have like glue or tape and I knew I learned how to cut um, walls where I didn't necessarily have to cut them in pieces. They could stand up on their own. And I would say like, this is going to be this. And those are memories that were unlocked through this kind of like, hey, let's invite this, this, you know, younger version of me into the room, into your home, into your life um, that I, I, I was able to revisit. And I remember vividly like 
the paper and how much paper I would go through and the scissors and just cutting in angles to make sure that the, you know, the creases were right and you would cut it. Like I remember all of those sort of things. And so there's been a thread of this throughout my life. And I've always gravitated towards, you know, enjoying, um, enjoying that, that part and enjoying that, that relationship with, in, you know, interior design. And so I've realized also in the last three years or so, I've been able to express my form of design and really finally have something where, you know, I could enjoy design from a different perspective where I'm participating in it. So there's been a a key thread of just interior design and to live this out and to participate at. So in the background, I've done carpentry projects. I've done um, just design, redesign um, of my home. Um, basically all the spaces, both in both interior and exterior. And it's truly been um, a labor of love to experience this. And one of the things that also shined out to me was that a lot of the people or it's usually females that I connect with are doing very similar things, whether it be redesign, design, carpentry, um, re-envisioning their space, their lives, um, through food, through so many different things. And as I started to collect when I was kind of doing my vision board, if you will, or my inspo board for the business, I was pulling from all of them to their strength. It was, it was interesting because I think when you want to step out on an endeavor, especially when you don't have the context of like, people around you have done it or whatever. There are other external factors that may come into play that you don't realize contribute to your decision um, to pursue something. And it's important to just recognize those pieces and how valuable they were for you as far as an escapism or an outlet or um, inspiration or motivation to continue. And what kind of catapulted me to kind of just take this risk was the fact that I saw one of them purchasing a home and that's something that I've talked about before, but um, I've been pursuing that that goal for over 10 years at this point um, <clears throat> of wanting to purchase a home, having my own home, my forever home, if you will. And it's one of those things that I've, I've always aspired to do and seeing that for her after, um, you know, everything she's been through and she's trying to do in her shift in just her life. Um, I just felt I connected with her. I definitely felt that same sense of just release that she felt of like, this is ours. This is, this is, you know, she has someone she's been with for many years and this is a big deal. And I realized like, I got to get off of this couch, not maybe not literally, but I got to participate in my life in different ways to be able to get to that journey. And Um, it just made me feel one of those things of like, if she can do it, I can do it. And I realized how many times I've had interaction points of just different people who have motivated me, inspired me and how much I have to offer as well too, because I've taken chances in designing a life that I really, really enjoy and really like. And I couldn't have done it without these individuals kind of in my ear or at my, you know, having access to them. And the synergies that are going on in my life and other people's lives are major right now where there's just so many pieces that I feel like I have no choice but to participate. Like the boat is moving, (laughs) you better get on it. So I'm so grateful for it because I am listening to my needs, whether it be more girl talk or more, you know, me time or more, um, growth 
opportunities, I'm definitely listening to those kind of callings, if you will. And um, I'm not forsaking God's messaging for me because I realize of how much he is, um, he's working on me and also how much he's using his message through me. So there's been times where I've been like, God, I know you want me to do this, but I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it. And he's, he's literally nagged me. Like he has made it a common thread for me throughout so many different things in life. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I end up caving and doing it, but it's, it's been such an enlightening experience to be a part of that, um, that opportunity to act as one of his angels, if you will, for other people, for myself. Um, and I can't thank him enough for being so invested and indebted. I'm, I'm forever indebted in him. Um, and I pray that this year I'm able to align myself with larger goals. Um, I was recently featured in a magazine, um, Cora Gables magazine, and I have a full page um, photo of myself in the magazine. Um, I'm, if I can get the link, I'll probably post it for you guys, but it's the first time I've ever been featured in a magazine. I've been in a book before, but it wasn't solo. It was with, um, my counterparts at my, my, um, my job, but, um, it was so, I had a photo shoot done and everything. It's just so, how to explain it. It's, it's, unexpected love being shined on me that I cannot, I can't explain how humbling and how beautiful that feels. Um, you know, I am evolving every single day and I'm faced with different, um, experiences every single day that have caused me to evolve more and more. And my sister said it to me um, the other day. She was like, you are set out to show, give, you know, inspire people to keep trying. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with her anymore because I've shifted myself from being that person who was carrying the weight that other people didn't want to carry because I realized how taxing and that's a part of the burnout um, to being that person who is inspiring and hopefully you know, encouraging everyone else to try and not to give up and not to let go of their dreams or their wants or their desires. And that alone is so exciting, exciting when it comes to rooting for people. Like I don't just do this on this, this platform. I do this in real life. And that's not something I'm ashamed to say. And it's something I'm very humble to say, you know, even being featured is such a, like a, I was not expecting that. I was not asking for that, but it's affirmation because I too struggle with, you know, imposter syndrome or doubts about whether or not I'm good enough to participate in the different things that I've set myself up for as far as goals and opportunities. And I question myself to say like, mm, are you good enough? Does it make sense? Is this where you belong? Do you know what you're doing? Like all of those sort of things. And I don't take those things for granted, you know, when I do have those opportunities, I'm extremely humbled by it because it's a dream that I didn't know was a dream or an opportunity that I didn't know was an opportunity, but I know the pedestal that God is putting me on because he wants me to continue to spread my, my light. 
And all of us have a light. That's one thing that I want to be very clear about. Now, if we invest in that light, if we maintain that light, if we manage that light, if we see that light, we're able to shine it on other people, which is, are able to create a brighter, a positive, um, a more loving arena, a more loving space. And that's something I'm not willing to take for granted. You know, that's not something I'm willing to ignore or act as if it doesn't exist because it's very important to me to be in that arena, be in that space. And I just pray that, um, you know, everyone considers how powerful and how beautiful they truly are. Men, women, whatever you define yourself as or don't define yourself, define yourself as you are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are immaculate. You are phenomenal. You are like grand. You are an expression of love. And I truly mean that. And I, I am grateful that you are even considering spending this time with me. Cause once again, it's very precious and valuable. And anyone, anyone who decides to do the same with you. I hope that you recognize that. And I hope you believe in that. And I hope you operate from that space. And even if you fall short, understand that the underlying causes of that may not always be your fault. But the fact that you are accountable and the fact that you are aware of this thread of who you are and who you're evolving and trying to be is more important than anything else that you keep trying. You keep trying because I'm rooting for you. I am screaming from the top of my lungs that I want you to win. And sometimes when I get on this mic, I get so passionate about it. And I get so, like, I feel like I'm talking to you in person where I'm like, listen, this is how I talk to people in person for real. I'm like, listen, you're going to do this. There's no way around it. You're doing a phenomenal job already. I believe in you. I love you. I want you to win. I can't wait for you to win. You're going to win. You're winning already by even shifting your energy to this open opportunistic, vulnerable state. The bravery that it takes to be able to show up for your dreams is something to be counted for. Do not discount that. It's one thing to dream. It's one thing to draw it out. It's one thing to envision it, but it's another thing to get in your car, to rearrange your life, to really manifest, to really sit in that, to really expose yourself to being known, networking, Googling, searching, putting your name on an email address, whatever it may be. It's so important. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of credit. And I don't take that for granted. And I don't think that's invaluable. Um, I am definitely trying to make sure I am responsible with my time. And, you know, building this new website, adjusteddesigns.card.co has been a new endeavor, a new experience, taking the photos, you know, having a product-based content again has been really interesting for me. And I'm trying to shift my brain to include, you know, adjusted designs into my, into my life. Cause that's really what it is. Um, I put, you know, so there's different things I've done for the new year. One of those things, and I highly recommend it, is limiting the things that don't serve you. So the, the, this, you know, what I always say is, you know, feed your focus, starve your distractions. That was kind of like a big, big theme for me in starting this whole thing out of just even this, this, this concept of everything in me 
Um, I need to, you know, feed my focus. This is my focus. This is my come together, Zen time, formulate my thoughts, turn them into words, communicate them, you know, all that sort of stuff. I can't tell you the amount of ahas I've had sitting here behind a mic. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's been a, a big theme where I've decided to use, you know, technology really to keep me away from it. So I have an alarm where basically, or a feature where it shuts down all of my apps, you know, it creates a time limit at eight o'clock. That's it. If I want to get to my apps, they're kind of like, there's almost like a gate, if you will, behind them now. And to get to them, I can, but it's, it's that barrier has made a huge difference in how much I reach for my phone, how much I interact with my phone. And if I do, it's usually business related or self-care related instead of just mindless watering or just kind of like grazing through or rechecking. Cause I would catch myself rechecking the same thing every couple of minutes and nothing was really changing. And my behaviors were leaning towards a codependency versus like, I'm using you as a tool. And so that then triggered how I don't feel like I have enough time to do things that I want to do. I shifted to journaling, which I don't usually do. And I don't think I'm going to gravitate to it 100%, but being able to write letters to God or a letter of gratitude or organize my life or brainstorm about new ideas and stuff like that. That's all a part of the process. And I think when you're trying to start something, or even when you're working on yourself, there's so many things that don't get, don't get brought to light because they're a part of like your playground of learning and understanding. And sometimes I hold on to those things. And sometimes I'm like, um, it's not really serving a purpose because it's not the final product that I've evolved into, but it's a great storyteller as far as where you started and where your mind was in order to get to this actual final resting place. And so it's so important that you, you know, invest into those moments because you don't always have a business overnight. Sometimes it's really these small little moments. Like I said, it's been years of me fantasizing, thinking about dreaming and, and loving, you know, being a, a avid, um, person who has been on the sideline, if you will. But it is until now where I want to participate by any means necessary. Cause I feel like it's so cool. And I feel like it's an awesome opportunity and there's so much to come of it. So hopefully so, um, you all will find value in this episode of where I'm at, where I'm headed, what I'm working on. I definitely want to integrate everything in me into just something that continues to stay consistent. It's a heartbeat, if you will. Um, And Fridays may or may not be always a Friday. Maybe be better for me to do things on the weekends as far as recording. I I will figure it out and I will let you guys know. But um, there's a lot more that's kind of happening in the background now and I'm happy and I'm excited about them. And, you know, I'm feeling childlike more and more and I'm enjoying her and I'm getting to know her and relive certain things in from a different perspective. And I think that's something that you don't always think about. So a lot of times things in our childhood can be really painful because of the simple fact that when we experience them, the almost immaturity or the lack of strength that we carried as a child because we were mostly protected um, is how we experience those feelings. 
as we get older and we've come through different things, lean on that strength to be able to revisit those experiences without feeling the same type of pain, um, a more mature level or a more manageable sense of pain. It doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away. It just means that the destructiveness that it once had may not be as destructive, but it is uncomfortable and vulnerable, but it's important for you to recognize those things because there are, um, effects that happen after the fact that may, um, lead us into making choices or, you know, participating in certain things that are, are continuously like touching the wound. Um, it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of guts, um, but it's, it's very beneficial, very therapeutic to navigate through. And I just, like I said, I just pray that everyone considers that and, and recognizes that and, um, you know, chooses to participate and walk through that at certain points of their life because it's so beneficial and it can really, you know, change your life, you know, if you do so. And one thing that I just want to say before I kind of sign off is that, um, through this book, Um, What Happened to You by Oprah and Dr. Perry. Phenomenal book. If I haven't said it already, I can't remember if I, I think I was starting it, but I finished it. I definitely am going to reread it again because it talks about the scientific um, neurological relationship of trauma and the brain. And that's so important. And just a highlight of it is that, you know, the brain does not process time the way that you do when you're rational. So there may be triggers that you have and they're triggers because your brain recognizes this event happened before and it's connecting the dots, but it doesn't connect the time that has passed between those types of events. So it feels overwhelming all over again. It clumps it together. It is the rational side of our brain that really comes down and it's like, hold on, that was 10 years ago though. You're different now. So it brings in all that other worldly experience. Um, so that's why a lot of times when you experience certain things, it feels like I'm five all over again or I'm three all over again because your brain is not processing the time that has come in between and the experience level that's coming between. So keep that in mind. Another thing that I found out about the brain is that there are different parts of us that mature at different rates. Our emotional, um, you know, emotional um age is different than like our social age, social age. And so there are different things that will stimulate growth or maturity within that, that won't in other areas. And so I found that to be so enlightening because a lot of times, sometimes those females will say like, you know, you got a man, but they act like a kid. They very much could have a 10 year old sense of maturity level with certain areas of their life and a 40 year old with some another area. And so learning that about yourself, that's actually something I would love to explore and understand, like, what are my levels or, you know, because that helps me understand. It gives me grace for other people and compassion with other people because I can recognize like the limitations that they have or the challenges that they face and address them and deal with them a little bit differently because I know that they don't have the full context of everything. Um, but overall, a, a very enlightening book, and it's definitely shaped how I look at myself, how I look at the brain, how I look at other people, and um, how I review and have conversations with the younger version of me. And I'm so grateful that I decided to read that and learn about it. And so I'm getting through right now um, Spare by Prince, Han- Prince um, Harry, and it's... Oh, it's almost so comforting. It's, it's cringy at certain points. It's really hard. Um, but it's, it's something about 
reading other people's lives and about the brain and about psychology that helps me heal. And that's really where it's at. And healing, you know, as I've come to learn is not, um, a 45 minute conversation with your therapist. It, it can be like a two second interaction where you, again, you're reshifting your previous thought bubble into something that's more constructive and m- something that's more, um, beneficial healing X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I know this is a longer episode than I usually do, but it's a lot to unpack and, and to share with you all. And I just thank you all for rocking with me for those of you who have, and, you know, continue to stay in touch, continue to be right around the corner because I, I, I deeply, deeply appreciate it. If you haven't already check out my other episodes and check out everything in me, IG and adjusted designs, IG or adjusted designs.card. That's C-A-R-R-D dot co. Later.